Hi, I'm Ren. I'm Sam. I'm Tosh. And, and we're, we're the, the T Swift, Swift Sisters. Sisters. Welcome back to the T-Swift Sisters podcast, a Taylor Swift fan podcast for Swifties by Swifties. Before we get into this week's episode, please remember to subscribe to our podcast and give us a rating. It takes literally two seconds of your time and it's super helpful to us. So thank you in advance. Please do it. Anyway, in today's episode, we're talking the Eras Tour film opening weekend, album anniversaries, more than one, and Taylor Swift's surprise appearance on SNL, it was mighty sketch, and we're going to get into it. Here's <laughs> this week's Swift Scoop. All right, so first story for today is, of course, Taylor Swift breaking more records, and this time for the Eras Tour film. According to AMC, reported on Sunday in its opening weekend, the Eras Tour film brought in $96 million to the box office in U.S. and Canada. Isn't that insane? That's so freaking crazy. <laughs> I was 95 of the $96 million. <laughs> <laughs> it is the highest grossing concert film domestically for an opening weekend. Now, internationally, it made about $32 million and was number one at the box office in the UK, Mexico, Australia, Germany, and the Philippines. The film will be released on November 3rd in Brazil, South Korea, Malaysia, Singapore, Taiwan, and Hong Kong. So I'm excited for those Swifties to get it soon because we loved it. Mm -hmm. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> no, but let's talk about it. I mean, I know last week we came on and said that Natasha was going to be attending this week. She was going to be going on Thursday. Right. And then at the world premiere, Taylor was like, hey, guys, I totally lied to you. The film is opening now on Thursday, October 12th instead of Friday, October 13th. So if you did not have tickets for opening night, get them now and you can see <laughs> what we're calling opening night one of two, right? right? Because Thursday and Friday were very much both opening night of the Eras Tour film. So we all had the opportunity to see the film on opening night. Sammy and Tosh, you guys went on Thursday. Let's talk about it. How was it? How were the vibes? The vibes were not as lit as I thought, but also like it was a Thursday. And I think kind of like we talked about, it was like a last minute, you know, sort of announcement. So like everyone, it, it wasn't like a planned event sort of thing. Like people went last minute. There was really cute outfits though, but more like comfy, right? Like Eras Tour merch, cardigans, like kind of that vibe and popcorn buckets galore and cups and all the merch. Did so I was really any? happy about that. Yes. I didn't get the tin one though. I got the one with the handle. Okay. Yeah. And I got the, the cup and I got the poster. And you went to AMC or did you go to another theater? I went to AMC. Okay. It was a Thursday, like 6 PM showing. Okay, so it was so like one of the like first. Literally the first one. Yeah, I think so. It was it was a full theater. I was I will say, I feel like I'm excited to see what you have to say, Sammy, because we went same night. So like, we can compare better. But like, there wasn't a lot of singing. I was actually like one of the loudest ones. And like the girls next to me were like a little Especially bit being rude about it. Yeah. Okay. Um, and like giggling, like when I did like the note change and in the one? like one. Yes, I like did it kind of loud and the girls were cracking up at me and I was like, okay, like whatever. But I was next to like a group of Swifties who like have traveled for eras and saw her like five times and like that was fun because we were all kind of being loud. But honestly, it was a great experience. 10 out of 10. I just wanted to pull up this quote that uh, Taylor Swift is known for saying and it like kind of goes with your situation. But the worst kind of person is someone who makes someone feel bad, dumb or stupid for like being excited about something like that's so mm -hmm. rude it's yeah. opening weekend of the eras tour film like we are all here to have a good time this is a conversation that i was having with people that night and i saw a lot of talk about it on twitter because there were a lot of mixed feelings mm -hmm. if you wanted a quieter experience 
something more low-key, something where people weren't going to be dancing in the aisles, singing along to the songs, don't go opening weekend. Right. Opening weekend is very much for the vibes of the concert. Taylor Swift herself said it in the Instagram caption when she announced the tour. She said, dance, sing. I want all of that for me. In the world premiere, she was singing and dancing in the seat. Like, why are people judging other people for doing that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so rude. Like, I'm I'm sorry that that was your experience. I honestly feel bad. We kind of had something similar, but we'll get into it. Tell yeah. us about your night, Sammy. So real quick, now that you mentioned that, I didn't expect that to be the response, but any TikTok video that I've seen of people like filming at the movies, you know, filming people dancing or singing along, the whole comment section is full of people being like, I could never, I can never deal with that or (laughs) just go home. Like really negative things. I was shocked with the response. Luckily, I didn't have that experience in person. So I did go Thursday, 7 p.m. AMC. I got the tote, the baton. So it was good stuff. Um, Everyone in the theater pretty much got merch. um, And it was nice to see like people actually using the merch. So people like had their batons in the air, doing like the chair dancing. I thought I was the only one singing until like well into the movie. I realized the movie is just so loud and everyone was singing so the people next to us were super nice we were like giggling about whatever just like songs and stuff and yeah it was it was a good experience not a lot of people stayed for like the credit portion when big mistake now yeah I think that it, it was good we were doing like the seat dancing not like necessarily up out of the aisles and same dancing in this in the in front of the screen but I really yeah. liked it that was my first like concert movie. Experience. experience yeah yeah and that's the crazy part too is like it's not just like a taylor swift film like it's literally the concert like i'm not sure what mm-hmm. you would expect like if you're gonna get upset at people singing like don't watch it i i don't 100%. know what to tell you like it's mm-hmm. it's not a documentary of taylor swift and everyone's like yelling you know incessantly like we're literally just singing like it's the song I don't I hate that I think the only thing that I'm like hesitant about agreeing with is like standing in front of the screen and dancing like you're in a movie theater at the end of the day like there's a hundred people in the theater who are trying to watch the screen that you are now standing in front of but I think if you're dancing in the aisles and you're not blocking anybody and you're singing and like you're just to yourself I don't think that you had a microphone in in the movie theater singing, you Mm -hmm. know, like you have a good time and that's it. Like it's it's not that hard. And our our situation was that it was me, my two sisters and my mom. And there was a couple next to us. And we were very much all four of us singing the whole night. Like you can't I can't be in the grocery store and Taylor Swift is playing and I'm not singing like that's just Mm -hmm. not who I am. And the girl that was sitting next to us had her boyfriend switch seats so that she could be farther away from us and not listen to us singing. I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, what is happening? Yeah. The entire theater was like, we were clapping and cheering for Taylor as if she was there. Like when the tour started, we're like, Oh yeah, Taylor. Let's go. Reputation. Like theater erupted. Like, come on girl like let's go the whole time and like that's just you know the vibes were nice and that's Mm -hmm. the way that it's meant to be it's meant to experience the eras tour Mm -hmm. if you couldn't go this is what you get and like Mm -hmm. part of that is this experience so why are you taking it away from number one yourself and number two from all the people who haven't experienced that already right these are the same people that get mad when you're screaming at the concert, like in a full-blown stadium. What do you what do you think you're going to experience there? Us silently watching and swaying along? No. No. Like we know the lyrics, you know. I feel like it's like if you know the lyrics, you're gonna sing, even if it's not, you know, at the top of your lungs, which obviously like it wasn't, but like I don't know, enjoying yeah. it. My theater did do like one, two, three, let's go, bitch. Um, everyone did that, which made me happy because I was like, all right, here I go. I'm going to be the one yelling. (laughs) Um, My whole theater did the, you belong with me double clap. And 
that was like at the point where I was crying because like I don't know what it is about um the Eras tour and the opening section like Lover all the way from the intro audio to probably Evermore set I cry the entire time it happened in Tampa I was uncontrollable in Tampa like I just I couldn't I could not stop sobbing and I was like okay it's fair like I haven't seen Taylor in forever, whatever, you know, X, Y, Z. Then every single time I watched the live stream, I would cry the exact same time, whatever. Then we get to LA and I don't cry. I didn't cry. You didn't cry in LA? I didn't cry in LA. I cried like in a few spurts, but not like the way that I had been crying every time. And I was like, I just think that I'm so overwhelmed right now. Like there's so much going on that like, I just could not get emotional. And then at the film, the intro started and everything and I just lost it and it's just so weird like it's every single time all the way up to like the Evermore set and then I don't cry again it's just so (laughs) random like after that I'm like okay I think I'm okay now (laughs) you just gotta let it out yeah I think it's like the nostalgia for me but like the the film being filmed at SoFi Stadium was such a big deal for me and I never realized like that it was going to be and then every single every single time that they like pan out and show the crowd I'm like literally tapping my sister like we were right there we sat same and they showed the restroom sign at one point like the restrooms that we used and it was like clear and you could see it and I was like that's the bathroom I used by the way like nobody (laughs) cares but that's the bathroom (laughs) no literally like I was so emotional about LA I think I truly felt like I was in that moment again. And it was really nice to have that. The fact that I was so overwhelmed when we were actually there that you're having like that concert amnesia, right? Well, we talked about the post-concert amnesia and you're like trying to remember everything, but it's also so much going on on and then you're missing things that are happening because you're focused on one thing and like something else is happening on the stage and then like just everything about it and getting to see our experience basically on film down to the stadium is just so freaking wholesome like Mm -hmm. I was like I I can't do this right now but it was so good I was very happy with it what do you guys think about oh and by the way in terms of like opening night Friday the vibes were totally the same as you guys. Everybody was in super comfy clothes. Okay. Yeah. So many cardigans, merch, a lot of friendship bracelets. I don't know if you guys saw on my story, the glasses that my sister got for the bracelet that she traded. Absolutely adorable. I love, love it. That. Yeah. Everybody was just in a really good mood in my theater. So I was really happy about that. But the mm-hmm. vibes were just seriously so chill. And it was fine. Like mm-hmm. they didn't need to be anything more, I think. Mm-hmm. I was grateful. But that being said... What do we think about just all of it? I was really sad about the Archer. Okay. Being cut. Like, I just love that song. And then I was really sad about Nobody, No Crime, just because that was, like, such a prime, like, peak LA moment for us. Like, just, you know, Haim opening, and we love Haim. And so I I was sad about that. I wanted to be able to rewatch it whenever I wanted to. And I was sad about Long Live until I realized why. I think it was better suited for where... And I'm sorry, guys, if you don't want to hear spoilers of the film, I should have said that right before we started this little talk, but we're going to talk about spoilers. So I think it was so much better suited for the end credits than if she had Mm -hmm. included the performance in the movie. With the pictures and the videos of... The videos People. killed me. The videos killed me. I can't. N- not me waiting for our Capital One video to show up. No, me too. I, I wish, but I mean, I don't think Capital One had anything to do with like. No, and like I knew it wouldn't. Like I, I understood that, but I was like, oh, there's a slim chance that we could be here. No, I, I promise you, I looked at every single one too, and I was like, are we there? I can't. I love the friendship bracelets at the oh, end. I took a picture. I have a, I, I have a, a good pick. It's so beautiful. I can't. I loved the transitions. The rep one where the whole snake comes out on the stage like that. Insane. Oh God. This is Mike why. Drop. Mike yeah. drop. I can't. Yeah. The transitions were really cool, like in general. The quality was overall was amazing. I had goosebumps. Like the whole film. Literally, the quality was so good. I saw Taylor Swift had chipped gel nail polish. In <laughs> oh my gosh, same. <laughs> she's on her so middle finger. Yeah, I saw it. So somebody had mentioned that they saw it in like the lover set. I saw it in red and all too well when I, I noticed saw it. it. 
I also saw it when she was holding a mic during I don't know what though. Yeah, that was like Lover. A lot of people said that they saw it in Lover. I noticed it for the first yes. time in Red. Okay. I was I like, remember. wow, am I literally this insane that like I'm paying attention to Taylor Swift's nails right now? Like, no, literally same. Because then like, I wanted to see the consi- like how consistent it was. Like, are you going to yeah. have the chipped nail in every like scene, like frame? Yeah, or is it going to like cut to the night before or whatever? Yeah. She's just like us. What did y'all think of the surprise songs? Okay, so everybody gets the su- same surprise song. Is that what the final consensus was? Like, I had never, I never really saw anybody talking about surprise songs on social media. But I kind of realized after we recorded last week's episode that our song had to be one of the surprise songs because in the trailer she says self-titled. So I knew that there was like that no matter what had to be in there because that was the only opportunity. Other mm. than that, we all got your on your own kid, right? Yeah, which makes so much sense because friendship bracelets yeah. and most recent album. It, and I it guess was so we'll good. Bracelet. It was so good acoustic. Yeah, I cried in that part too. Kill me. It was amazing. That was fitting for the oh, yeah. Album, honestly. As a combo too. Whew, so good. It was yeah. really good. Our song, that one hurt too. I'm not going to lie to see live. I was a little emotional on that one, I think. It always I hurts. Like, I was like, damn, we've been here a minute. Like that's the stuff that makes you realize how long we've been here. Or like I was like thinking about looking when they would pan out of the stadium and you would see all the people there. I was like, I can't believe that we've been. It really hit me too at the Jonas Brothers concert. At the Jonas Brothers concert, when we were sitting in, in the arena and you see how, I'm sorry to say it's small, the stage looks compared to the Eras Tour stage. I'm like, it was only eight years ago that we were sitting in here for Taylor for 1989 World Tour. And like, look at at where she is now. And that's insane. And it felt ma- massive for 1989. <laughs> right. It did. And it felt, I mean, it always felt massive. Even when we went to speak now, I remember feeling mm-hmm. like we were on top of the world. And partially it's because we were on top of the arena. But... <laughs> <laughs> we were on the roof, but. <laughs> we were on the blimp outside, but literally. <laughs> it's just, it's just emotional. I think like I'm just a very emotional and nostalgic person. And it, I, it really hits me in my feels with, with Taylor and like the concert films and all of that stuff. So mm-hmm. I loved it though. I will, I probably will watch it again. And in theaters. I can't listen to our song or hear our song without mentioning the fact that it is speech on it in the sixth grade that everyone had to know that our song existed. And that was the song for, for me, my, my besties. <laughs> Because it's an amazing it. song. And like, we'll, we'll touch a little bit on that song later in today's episode in our history. I just did want to point out if anybody was wondering how the film was, if they were going like with a significant other or somebody who's maybe not a Taylor Swift fan, I would say as long as you don't go opening weekend, I think it's super chill. Definitely like non-Swifty allowed or like comfortable. Like I left and I was like, okay, Adrian could have totally come opening weekend and it would have been fine like I don't think you know to the extent of what the actual heiress tour is so I just wanted to say if anybody was like thinking about maybe going with their boyfriend or like a friend who's not a Swifty and they were kind of scared you know test the waters we tested it you're good you're a-okay moving right along so if you missed last week's episode you are in luck because we are scooping our featured flavor again this week in taylor swift history so on october 20th 2017 taylor swift releases gorgeous the third song preceding the release of taylor's sixth studio album ren and sam's fave reputation this is a cool little fun fact the baby's voice at the beginning of the song that says gorgeous (laughs) um is one of blake lively and ryan reynolds's three daughters wait 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 james reynolds is the girl's name yes yes Natasha, I didn't did you know, know that anything. Of, okay, well now Get I'm that glad in, bro. that we shared this fact. Hello. Yeah, okay. I didn't know James was a girl name. So James, Betty, and Inez are all of. Oh, I did know that, but I didn't know that. Yes, but they're all sisters. And I thought James was a boy. No, they're all sisters. James <laughs> is is boy. one of their three daughters. 
So there you go. I mean, somebody else might not know that on this show. Yeah. This episode, there you go. Yay. Okay. I'll test you on it later. Taylor decided to feature the baby's voice after playing an acoustic guitar demo to Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds. And then their daughter kept saying the word gorgeous. So she decided to just um, demo it in the song. I love that. I know. It's so cute. She's such a good friend. Like, you know that for the rest of her life, James is always going to be like, flexing on that like that's me <laughs> that's me as she should what a good song too so on october 21st 2018 taylor swift posts a cryptic instagram post while a mini break on the Re- reputation stadium tour playing scrabble with her mom and a caption that says let the games begin it ended up being an easter egg to the lover album national scrabble day is on april 13th and on april 13th 2019, a countdown appeared on Taylor Swift and Taylor Nation's page, counting down to the release of Me. Yep, that was one of her iconic Easter eggs. And I feel like Swifties are often trolled because we think everything is an Easter egg. But then you realize that something as little as like, hey, I'm playing Scrabble with my mom ends up being a real Easter egg. And you're like, literally, what the heck? Always. It's crazy. I don't know how she thinks ahead like that. Like, who even knows? I didn't even know there was a National Scrabble Day. Please. Yeah, me neither. We need, like, we're going to have an Easter egg that's going to be, like, us playing Rummy Cube or Skip Bow. And it's going to be National Rummy Cube Day and, like, season three or something. (laughs) Too bad that's kind of good. I know. I'll save that for later. Okay, so I'm super excited to share this one. And this is one of the three anniversaries that we will be celebrating in this week's herstory. Like, literally, Taylor Swift owns the month of October. I can't. So on October 21st, 2022, it was rare. We were there. Taylor Swift releases her 10th studio album, Midnight. The release of this album broke multiple records, the first being the most Spotify streams in a single day. The record was previously held by Red Taylor's version the year before. How are we feeling going in to the one year of Midnight? I also want to share some of like our thoughts when we recorded our original Midnight album review last year. Please do. So I'll, I'll share those while you guys think of like things that have changed for you in the last year over the album. But we gave the album a, an original rating of 98 out of 100 because we were missing a big bridge. We wanted something like Getaway Car, Death by a Thousand Cuts, Cruel Summer, something, I guess, like extra poppy and big. Yeah. But Tracks we agreed that we liked the least on the original album. This is just for the first 13, by the way. We did Mm -hmm. not discuss the 3 a.m. edition. Mm -hmm. So we agreed that the songs we liked the least were Snow on the Beach and Bejeweled. And we also agreed, this one, I read it back and I was like, did we really? Midnight's is a combination of reputation and evermore. And that Midnight's is Rip's older, wiser sister. That one I can kind of get behind. The Evermore is kind of where I'm losing, like, you're losing me, Ren's version, honestly. Well, you saying uh, what we said was our least favorite songs made me laugh because that has totally changed for me. Like, I remember still on the beach, I was like, whoa, what is this? What... What's going on here? But once she added more Lana Del Rey, I was like, mm, yes, that's it. This my, is it. My, this is perfect. And Bejeweled, what were we thinking? No, I, I honestly, I, I still stand like, by that. Oh, okay. Oh. I was going to tell people to turn this podcast off. <laughs> Bejeweled is really one of the, no, it's a bottom track. But do you think it's a bottom track for you because it's just like a big pop song? Yeah. And I'm, I, I, I'm, I, I usually don't like those much. That's, this is that's what more I'm saying. Like, yeah. like, is Bejeweled giving for you like we are never nineteen eighty nine. Yeah, it's giving like <gasps> 1989 vibes that I just, I'm not here for. Okay, well, that's a red track. So first of all. Wait, what? <laughs> I, said, I said 1980. Oh, no, no. So I meant like in general, it's giving 1989. But yes, we are never get, getting back together. Shake it off. It's giving that. Okay. I mean... Oh. I feel like the thing is, though, and I'm not saying 
thing like it's you I think with me when I was hesitant about those songs it's because I was just focusing so much on like the fact that they're big pop anthems and I think I had this same reservation with Antihero as well Antihero was never one of like the big songs for me it was just like kind of like big pop song bejeweled Antihero like I kind of grouped them together but then it's when like sometimes it's just that one day that you're listening to the song and you actually hear the lyrics and you're like wait a minute wow like oh my god antihero is so freaking deep and i love antihero yeah no i'm sorry that it was ever not like higher on the list for me bejeweled definitely moved up a lot on the list for me i don't think it's my favorite i definitely have like a lot of favorites on that album Mm-hmm. And the 3 a.m. edition, I know that we didn't talk about it last year, but that was a blessing in disguise. Some of Taylor's best work is on there. First mm-hmm. of all, we're all obsessed with Paris here. Amazing song. It's a, like a top three, I think. Would have, could have, should have. Honestly, Ooh. might be like go down in history as one of Taylor's greatest of all time, I think. Like Agreed. probably in the top, like the thing is she has so much music that the top spans from like one to like 20. Right. It's in there. It's in there. There's just a lot of good songs. And I think that the bridge that we were looking for could kind of be found in you're on your own kid. I was going to say the same thing. A hundred percent. Yep. That's all. It's just not the same. Like that, like more upbeat sort of vibe I think that like where she's like almost screaming that makes us like makes you just want to scream too but like we still do it now you just it just had to grow on you yes it's the type of bridge that's similar because it heightens your emotion not necessarily you know your literal voice right it's like an emotional thing honestly even today I was listening to Labyrinth and I was like I didn't really care for Labyrinth last year I was listening to Labyrinth today and I was like I love this song yeah it's kind of good it's good sweet nothing (laughs) good honestly I think it's skipless for me I do think it's a skipless for me like the album in general yeah you know I still don't listen to Glitch honestly Glitch is a (laughs) skip I like glitch. I like high infidelity. High infidelity is so good. I really like if glitch is playing, then there's a glitch because I'm But she said it was a skip. Also, I'm just picturing our us doing our TikTok. Maybe that's why I can't take it seriously. Oh my god, I literally forgot about that. I think there's bring it back. Bring it back. I remember, though, not liking Midnight Rain when I first heard it. Like, I was, like, a little bit scared. I was like, what is this voice? What's going on? (laughs) That's your Halloween track. (laughs) Yes. And now I love it. I didn't know that. one of my faves. I have a greater appreciation now for Lavender Haze. I don't know why. Maybe because I, like, in preparation for our show in L.A., I kind of left Midnight's, gave more attention to the other albums. So, honestly, today, literally on the car ride home, was probably my first time re-listening to Midnight's completely. So, in a long time. And Lavender Haze, mm, it just hit different. And I think because of the movie, too. I was just going to say, I think the movie really does something with that song where you see the clouds and her like visual. Oh, my God. The visuals and the jacket. And you're just like, wait a minute. This song is a flipping banger. Like, that's how I feel about it. I feel like Midnight Rain is also it gets so much hype in the movie that you're like, okay, wait, this is a good song, too. Honestly. Yeah. Love it. Uh, I'm glad that that we've like come such a long way with Midnight's. I can't believe that it's almost going to be a year ago that we were filming our review and like staying <sighs> up all night. Oh my god, we stayed up so I think I literally went to bed that day at 4 a.m. I can't. That was exhausting. I can't believe it's been a year. That's insane. I know. I can't believe a year ago Taylor Nation tweeted a picture of me napping on my bed. Oh my god. Oh my god. What was it? Um They quoted Bejeweled. The extra, yeah, they yeah. say yeah. it's giving the same energy as like did ex- all the extra credit and got graded on a curve. And yeah. I remember that on the pod last year, we were like excited that Taylor Nation retweeted us, and then we were like, oh, but why did they have to pick the song that we don't like? And like now, I'm sorry, a year ago, Ren like slap on the wrist. 
They knew. knew. Yeah, exactly. Okay, but that leads us to our second album anniversary this week. Our second album anniversary this week on October 22nd, 2012. Taylor Swift releases her fourth studio album, The Iconic Red. It debuted at number one in the U.S. and was her first number one album in the U.K. That is insane that it was that long ago, literally over 10 years ago. Wow. Oh, my God. And we were in high school. Please, somebody. Oh, my God. I can't with that. Do you remember your initial reactions? What you thought? I remember we were we were sophomores in high school mm-hmm. when Red came out. I feel like I was very much in my Red era because I had just gone through like a very public volleyball world breakup with like my first high school boyfriend, and he was like also a volleyball player, and then dated like somebody else that played volleyball. So I remember being like. We are never ever. Okay, this is. No, no, no. This is so cringe. I can't believe that I'm on our podcast saying this right now. Red came out in fall 2012. That was when volleyball season took place. Volleyball season was the first few months of school, fall time, whatever. And when we would practice, we would often like have a lot of music playing, singing, whatever. And part of our practice was this game called Queen of the Court, whatever you would just like play volleyball back and forth and like kick people out and keep going. And for whatever reason, I thought that I was so cool because I knew and I still think that I'm super cool, by the way, for knowing the voiceover and we are never, ever getting back together like the phone call. And I would go up to play and he would be like in the line waiting to play. And then all of a sudden I would just literally start doing like the phone call audio. Oh my god! So he calls me up and he's like, uh, literally like in volleyball practice. Like that is what I remember from the Red Era original. Yeah. So we've come a long way since then. <laughs> I, I want to know what was going through his head when you would do that. That's Pro- what I want to know. Honestly, he was probably like, "Thank God that this relationship is over." <laughs> <laughs> But I do also remember from the original era, my favorites were, I, pr- I would probably say All Too Well was my favorite a little later. Like once I got older and could really understand the song, like maybe senior year of high school is when I started really appreciating that song. But I know that I was always obsessed with Holy Ground. That has not changed. I am a Holy Ground stand forever and always. Uh, LOL. Uh, treacherous. Always love Treacherous. Mm-hmm. State of Grace is one of my favorite mm-hmm. Taylor songs of all time. And yeah, I loved Everything Has Changed also. I remember there was another boy that I liked and he told me he had been listening to the Red album because his sister was a a Taylor Swift fan. And I really liked him. And I was like, you should really listen to the song. Everything has changed. Stop. (laughs) Because all I know (laughs) is when you said hello. (laughs) I remember really liking Stay, 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 oh like, a God. lot. And, like, making my mom replay it on the CD in the car, like, to the point where she'd be like, no, enough. <laughs> um, I also really liked Everything Has Changed because I also yeah. really loved Ed then. So, mm-hmm. like, that was, like, a whole thing. And I also remember really liking All Too Well. But I'm not sure. Like, I remember liking it when it came out because I was, like, friends with this, like, really big Swifty in high school. And, like, it was her fave. So we would listen to it all the time. So it, like, became my fave, too. But I agree that I don't think I understood, like, the depth of the lyrics until much later. I also got my Taylor Swift cardboard cutout during Red Era. And she was wearing the red outfit. I forgot. that. Do you still have that at home? No, I don't know when I got rid of it. Your mom. I think it was it. just like messed up. I think Pepper messed it up and like bit it and stuff. And and for context, I do want to say because we're like telling like mini high school stories here. We have been best friends since middle school, but we did go to different high schools. So that's why like some of the things that you know we're sharing might yeah. be new stories to each other. Yeah. But what do you remember from the red era, Sama? I was going to say, I do remember a specific time that we were hanging out and we watched the live performance. I don't know where, but of Taylor performing all too well. And she takes this pause and looks out the crowd, a very dramatic pause before she continues singing. And we were literally 
breaking down crying because we're like, Oh my God, the emotion in this, when she looks and she pauses and she, it, it was emotional. It was a roller coaster ride, but it's all too well. And how did it get even more emotional? I don't know. Um, I love that song. It wasn't like a favorite of mine. I just remember like treacherous really sticking out. And the last time those were were the last time always reminds me of Natasha and I driving from Gainesville to Miami and her making me be Gary Lightbody. I I knew you, I was waiting for you to be like, and I mean, I can't. No, because she literally, like, I, every time I wanted to be Taylor, she was like, no. So I was like... Okay. I'd be like, you're Gary. The minute it would start, you're Gary. You're Gary. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm like, I literally don't even know who that is, but okay. Um, <laughs> also, hello, iconic from the original Red era was when I... The year after Red came out, when I first got my license, and we all... I will never, ever forget this day. I don't know why. Like, it just... It was... I guess eventful and impactful in its own way, but we, the three of us were driving to the mall. And yes. We were, oh my gosh. We were in my mom's mini Cooper and we had the top down. It was a beautiful fall day and we were shopping for a dress for my, like a ceremony that I was having in high school. And that was the day that we invented starlight <laughs> screamo version <laughs> And we called it that too, which is the crazy part. We were like, this is the screamo version. The screamo version. And like when when Taylor Swift's team hires me to do the marketing, I'm going to pitch this version to them because it is very much a rock version (laughs) of the Starlight song. And it just really gives the song a whole new meaning. And you it's know. me on lead vocals. Everyone has everyone has to know that. Oh yeah, I can't do it. I mean, my voice gets raspy in a second, but I just <laughs> will never forget that day. That's like peak red era for me, also, even though it was a year after the album came out. But I'll that, never that. that is such a strong memory for red era. Yeah, it's a core memory. And when you said it, like I was about like I was gonna wait for you to finish and I was gonna say, What about Starlight? So I'm glad yeah. you were thinking the same thing. Yeah. Do you want to give a sample, Tosh? I'll pass. (laughs) Then they really will turn off the podcast. Also on October 22nd, but fast forwarding a few years from then. So October 22nd, 2016, Taylor Swift makes her first and only performance of the entire year at the Formula One Grand Prix event in Austin, Texas. People thought that she was going to be announcing her sixth album, what we know now as Reputation, because she had been dropping an album every two years consecutively since debut. So we had debut 2006, Fearless 2008, Speak Now 2010, Red 2012. It was time. Oh, 1989, 2014. It was time for the next album, but we all know what happened that year, what went down all the craze about Taylor. And that was the only performance she had the entire year. The only time people saw her. And obviously she did not announce reputation. So honestly, I didn't even know about this performance. Okay. I was going to say that like, did I don't remember hearing about this, seeing this. I had never heard about it. It came up when I was doing my research today and it was like a greatest hits of all time. Taylor performance, obviously everything up to 1989, but yeah. Fun little fact there. Hmm. And it was it was interesting to me because it stood out that it was her only performance of the entire year. And we have linked in our show notes. I always link you guys to where you can listen to the song, where you can see the album. For this specific one in our show notes, you can actually read a little article that kind of sums up everything that went down that day and that performance. So, all right. And then we have our last album celebration slash on this day in Taylor's of Herstory. Sama, do you want to take it away? Sure. So this one is on October 24th, 2006. Oh my God. I know. Taylor Swift releases her self-titled album, Taylor Swift, also more commonly known as Debut. Peaked at number five on the US Billboard 200, where it spent 275 weeks. What? Taylor promoted the album heavily on MySpace, bringing in a younger generation of country music fans like never before. MySpace. MySpace. And like that was like almost at the start of our Facebook era because we were very much like original Facebookers. We were Facebook girlies for sure. We were like original Facebookers to the point that do you remember when Facebook used to have your profile thing and then it had is and your pro your 
like post was supposed to be filling out the end of is. Yes. So Renee Castro is listening to our song right now. OMG, I love Taylor Swift so much. Like, that's yes. How- that is how early we were on Facebook. <laughs> I don't think they even had cover photos, right? It was just the profile picture. I think that maybe they didn't have. Yeah, I think it was. No, definitely no cover photos. Just yeah. the profile picture. And I think like profiles were super sparse. And Taylor. Yeah. I mean, if, if you know Taylor in like her debut era, she was like a heavy MySpace girl. Mm-hmm. She was obsessed with, with the space. And <laughs> I, I called it the space as if I'm like. I was an avid MySpace user, and I guess what they called it back then. I honestly don't even know. I was not allowed to have a MySpace profile, considering the fact that I was in fourth grade. Um, <laughs> but she heavily promoted this album on MySpace, and that's actually what attracted so many younger people to start listening right. to country music and really push her album. I can't. 2006? Mm-hmm. We were children. I can't believe that we've been around that long. Like that's you see, that's what I'm talking about. Like seeing our song performed at SoFi Stadium in the Eras Tour film, and then knowing that we were literally fans when that album and song came out. It hurts. It wasn't even ten yet. I think debut TV is gonna be the end of me. Honestly, like I feel like I'm gonna be really wrecked because I have a, a big emotional yeah. attachment to that album, and I know I say that about literally everything and anything that has to do with Taylor Swift. But I stand by this. And I think when, so when we first started listening to that album and listening to Taylor, my favorite songs, I would say my, my big three were our song, Picture to Burn, and A Place in This World. I will say now, I think my favorite Taylor songs are much different. I mean, from debut, like Cold As You is. Oh my my God. Oh, that song is so deep. Like, for a young girl to be writing that, jeez Louise. (laughs) Jeez Louise. (laughs) Stay Beautiful was one of my... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. We loved that song so much in eighth grade. We sang that song so much. Yeah. I remember this... um, fake little boyfriend I had on the internet and his name was Corey <laughs> and I used to think that the fake song was about him Corey's eyes <laughs> fake love as if you ever even saw his eyes <laughs> you just saw his internet Corey's internet eyes <laughs> oh my god his profile's like a <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> I think yeah. now though one of my tops is should have said no from Ooh, that album. That, that's, that's a great one. Song too. Man, there's a lot of good songs on that album. It, They're just so country. I can't pick a top. They, those were all such standout songs, but it's like the whole album. I do remember when I was younger, I was a big YouTube girly because I loved the music videos. And I remember seeing the video for Teardrops on my guitar and our song. And I was like, "Mm, this is it. I'm sold. I want to watch it all. And she was so good in the videos. I loved it. She looks so different too. Her hair was so curly. So curly. And her face, like baby Taylor. Yeah. Looks so different. Yeah, I can't. um, Did you guys ever watch One Tree Hill? Yeah, of course. Okay, Chris Keller from One Tree Hill is the guy yeah. in the Teardrops of My Guitar music video. He's, he's Drew. He's Drew, yeah. That's, so fitting. I love it. That's iconic French. For the time, yeah. That One Tree Hill Taylor Swift crossover. It's sad love people, it. myself included. Yeah. I, loved, I loved the picture to burn music video. I lived off of that. And I think that's why I was such like a sassy girl for so much of my girlhood (laughs) is because I was literally raised by the picture to burn music video (laughs) what do you guys think about Taylor's country accent do you think it's coming back for debut tv like how do you think how do we think she's gonna approach that I feel like she has to at least have a little bit of twang like what about red because red is like kind of country folk but I feel like her twang was already too far gone by then I don't think she'll do like full-blown but maybe like in the parts where I'm trying to think of an example. Our song has like a, a like a peak twang in it. Right. Like, like there's almost that, like when she says, um, the, uh, even the word door. 
Yeah, door, like, because your mama don't know, like. <laughs> I, I don't think it will. Okay, last thing before we wrap up this week's episode. I just want to briefly touch on it. Briefly. We said we weren't going to talk about the Swiftsy and Tavis of it all unless it was a big event. I will say this is like semi-big, so we'll just say the one sentence that they made themselves official by holding hands in New York and attending the SNL after party, and then they went out to dinner again. So we'll get into that piece by piece. Can we please begin with Taylor and Travis making two surprise appearances on Saturday Night Live? Have you seen the episode? Uh, Not yet. Only clips. No, oh, I saw that they're clips, but I saw clips. clips. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Did you guys watch the clip of the NFL making yes. fun? Like, it no, so and I don't want it ruined because the meme is hilarious as it is. The Pete Davidson meme. No. Yeah. Yes, that part is funny, but the commentators are. <laughs> I can't. You have to watch it. Like, I'm mad that you didn't do your homework for this week's episode, Natasha. So good. It was so freaking good. Spot on to Swifties. The only thing that I will say is that I can't believe that Taylor was in the audience while they're making these jokes because some of them are, like, a little deep. I'm like, wait. (laughs) Okay. Like, they use Joe. Okay? Like, we're we're talking about... They talked about Joe. Yeah, they think she was giggling. They were funny. It was funny, but it was like, oh my god, funny kind of thing. Like they went there, but it was good. So then Taylor comes out, and like it's fine because I really wanted to talk more about Taylor announcing Ice Spice. She looked so. She looked like she was up to something. She looked so sus. She gave that smirk like, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm gonna ruin all y'all's life soon. And those hands behind the back. Do we think that, like, she was, like, I'm ruining all y'all's lives because I'm about to show up with Travis Kelsey and, like, make media headlines everywhere? Or, like, Swifties, something's coming for you. Or could both. both. Or, like, SNL, I'm next. That's what my theory is. Right. And, like, I've been saying it. So, like, like I I did a, a little poll on our Instagram a few weeks ago because SNL releases their, like, uh, hosts and musical guests, whatever. So they did October 14th, which was this past weekend, Bad Bunny and Ice Spice. Then they also said, Bad Bunny, listen to me, Pete Davidson and Ice Spice. And then they said next weekend, Bad Bunny. And then they left the last one out. And I was like, okay, wait, right. that's the weekend the 1989 TV comes out, poll time. So we did a little poll and we thought we asked you guys what you thought if it meant that Taylor was going to be on, Taylor wasn't. So 62% of voters said that they did not think it was going to be Taylor. 38% said it's going to for sure be Taylor. Today, before we recorded this episode, I went ahead and redid the poll because I'm like, now that we have Taylor announcing Ice Spice and she looks hella sus, what do we think? So 30% of voters now said that they don't think it's going to be her. And 55% said that they think it's going to be her. The switch. The switch. And then we also have 10% of voters. So I added two more categories here. I said 10% of voters said that they originally voted no, but we're now going to vote yes. So it's mm-hmm. a 65. So they originally said like, nah. And nah. so we literally switched to 65. And 5%, it was only one vote, said that they had originally voted no and are now I mean originally voted yes and now they're voting no which I'm curious to know why that one person said yes before and is saying no now what do you guys think like I'm I'm convinced you guys know that it doesn't take much to convince me but I'm convinced that she's gonna be gone and we're talking about which weekend we're talking about we're talking about October 27th Friday 1989 Taylor's version comes out October 28th Saturday there has not been an announcement for the host of Saturday Night Live and that's the one that Bad Bunny is a musical guest of? No, Bad Bunny is hosting and musical guest Saturday, October next. 1st. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, so we have everything up to Bad Bunny. Got it, okay. I, mean, I think it is. It aligns too well. Yeah, it makes too much sense. I'm going to be really excited. And, like, they're doing it probably, like, for... I don't know how SNL works. Like, they're take Like, how far in advance you get tickets and stuff. But like, yeah, no, you get tickets week of. So like literally. So is that why they're not announcing it? Because they don't want it to be like this whole crazy swarm of people trying to get tickets. 
I was thinking that slash what if like Taylor Nation is inviting fans to be in the audience and that's why they're like figuring that out because that could be a cool opportunity. Not Mm -hmm. that I think, I mean, I was going to say not that I think that Taylor Nation has the power to do that. But then again, we're talking about Taylor Swift who literally moved the date of the Exorcist release movie so that her movie could come out. (laughs) can do anything okay that being said can we talk about when taylor and travis go out to eat where 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 and they go and like the only people who are going to be excited about this are the (laughs) three of us and it's totally okay but they went to catch steakhouse in new york city and i just need to say for the pod that we went to catch in la thank you say it louder for the people in the back we went to catch. We, we went to catch in LA, in Los Angeles, California. And I do, there is a little asterisk there. Uh, there is a catch steakhouse in LA, and we went to just catch LA. <laughs> but they're all the same family. Oh, okay. <laughs> it counts for something. They're, they're literally like the same. It's catch hospitality. So your options are catch, catch steakhouse. Taylor went to Catch Steakhouse New York. We went to Catch LA. They're the same thing. We had dinner with Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically. It was it, we did get plates that were shareable. Now we so know. We, now we can tell you what Taylor Swift eats for dinner. So right. we had not we had steak. Cocktails. We had sushi. some skewers. Skewers and that 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 mushroom pasta, Samantha. Fire! You guys, you guys loved that mushroom pasta. Fire! Oh, yeah, so good. Because there was like more than four bites on the plate. <laughs> That's why I liked it. You're not supposed to be talking bad about them, Tosh. I'm sorry. It was great. No catch. Please sponsor us, but also like you could make your menu a little cheaper and your portions a little bigger. But also, yeah. we were in West Hollywood. Like we could be a little bit real. Maybe you know New York has a lot of Italians and a lot of like pasta places they eat heartier meals there you know but yeah so we had dinner with taylor swift amazing she says hi she loves you guys Mm -hmm. food was great hit up catch (laughs) that being said i think we're ready to wrap up this week's episode yeah um honestly though remember please follow us on social media because that's where you're gonna get your first hand look at the tavis content i literally posted new tavis pics this morning at 6 30 a.m i saw them on my way to work yeah me too so i got your back we're good we're good. That being said, please remember to follow us on social media for live Taylor Swift news updates, pics of Tavis slash Swiftsy. By the way, I tried to trade my Swiftsy bracelet at uh, AMC and they said no. What do you, uh, what do you oh, like? Okay. They were like, Tavis. I was like, I also have Swiftsy. They were like, yeah, we'll take Tavis. I was like, okay. <gasps> oh, what? I got a trailer one. I forgot to say. I think I think we're trying really hard to make fetch happen and it's it's not happening. So No. We'll continue. We won't give up. Okay, so follow us for Taylor Swift news updates and to play our weekly Swifty themed connections word game. You can find us on Instagram and TikTok at T Swift Sisters Pod and Twitter slash X at T Swift Sisters. That's where we've been noticed by Taylor Nation 12 times. Thanks for savoring this week's Swift Scoop. We hope you had your fill of all things Taylor Swift, and we'll see you next week right here on the T-Swift Sisters podcast. Bye. Bye. Bye.